Welcome to Mysteries from Owl Creek Press. I'm your host, Kit Crum. Today's story is about Oregon's old Highway 99 and Confederate gold. And there's a personal note at the end of this story about some research I did. Stories abound about the spirit of the Confederacy in the first years of the American Civil War and how they won battle after battle against their northern foe. Yet the South's campaign against the North would have been impossible without the contribution made by British businesses. The rebel states of the Confederate South began the American Civil War in desperate need of cash, ships, and arms. Although no foreign government officially recognized the Confederacy as an independent country, Great Britain and France granted it belligerent status, which allowed Confederate agents to contract with private concerns for arms. One such agent was James Bullock. Cotton was the South's main export, and it was through the port of Liverpool that it made its way to the mills of Manchester. It was these connections that saw the establishment of Fraser, Trenholm, and Company, the Liverpool branch of the South Carolina shipping firm, which went on to act as the Confederacy's European bank. Well, December 13, 1864, while the Battle of Nashville raged on under tremendous pressure, Agent James Bullock persuaded the British establishment of Fraser, Trenholm, and Company to trade arms for gold. The conditions and location of the trade were agreed upon, despite Britain's declaration of neutrality. $10,000 in gold for 3,000 rifles and ammunition. The exchange would occur at Oregon's Port Orford, or what is now Port Orford, which was established in 1851. Early that month, a nameless keyhole schooner set sail from the port of Liverpool, carrying 259 crates of rifles and ammunition. That cold December of 1864, a young horse tender, 15-year-old Quint J. Howard, was recruited to deliver 12 kegs filled half with molasses and half with gold bouillon. The molasses on top, of course, to deter investigation into a keg should the lad be stopped. Poor Quint pulled the heavy wagon with a four-horse team, which aside from gold contained six months' supplies of food, mainly hardtack and coffee. Traversing the rugged countryside guided only by a crude map that led him through six states, including Oregon, where the trade was to take place. Indeed, a long and dangerous journey because all these states were either neutral or sympathetic to the north. After five long months and the loss of one horse, on May 24, 1865, he stumbled upon a toll road located at the base of the Siskiyou Mountains and operated by Lindsay Applegate. There he took advantage of the barns and managed to obtain a room. But while sitting at a long table taking dinner with the other guests, a rider came in with news that the War of Southern Rebellion had ended. Needless to say, Quint was shocked. Anxious to head back home and eager to rid himself of the burden of transporting the gold, he waited until midnight, when everyone was asleep, then moved the wagon to the middle of the horse pasture and buried all twelve kegs of gold. Quint never forgot about the gold, and in 1877, at the age of 27, and just twelve years after the Civil War, he moved to California, where he took a stage to the base of the Siskiyou. Sadly, the stage route was well established, but the dollar-hide stage stop and facilities had moved. He tied again in 1887, this time taking a train over the Siskiyou into Ashland, Oregon. Then by horse, he backtracked, but was still unable to find the horse pasture where he buried the gold. 
couldn't settle down in California, married and had one son, and passed away in 1925 at the age of 75 without ever finding the gold. His son, who was a hard rock miner just outside Jacksonville, Oregon, grew up hearing his father's tale, and at 96 himself recited his father's story to an aide at Hearthstone Care Facility in Medford, Oregon, where he was living at the time. Now, I want to add some notes based on some research. I want to remind listeners that during the Civil War, local teens were often recruited to tend the horses and sometimes wagons in preparation of battle or in the aftermath. Also in research, I consulted with the Museum of the Confederacy, which was founded in 1894, 29 years after Lee's surrender at Appomattox. The museum is located in the historic home that served as the White House for the Confederacy, two blocks north of the Virginia State Capitol, which the Ladies Hollywood Memorial Association saved from destruction. I'd also like to mention that it took 11 days for the news of President Lincoln's assassination to reach Ashland, Oregon. 11 days. And this story has a personal touch because 25 years ago, I was the aide at Hearthstone that Quint's son told the story to. And you might be wondering about the gold. Well, Quint never found it, neither did his son. But I've been doing research over the past 25 years with photographs, old photographs, and talking to old timers. And I have a good idea where it is. And I'll tell you what, when I get permission and I dig it up, that'll be a real exciting podcast. This is Kit Crumb. Thanks for listening.